<clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, this is 99 miles per hour with Percy Garner. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Your Pizza, the finest pizza anywhere. But if you don't like pizza, which everyone does, they got wings, sandwiches, subs, and of course, salads for those of you who like to be healthy, not like me. Uh, also, I would like to mention the network that allows me to have this podcast, and that is the Get Level Podcast Network. There's plenty of other podcasts, a lot of content to get through. And uh, also, go check out the website, getlevelpod.com. It'll be up some, somewhere around here. Uh, go there, check out all the websites. You can also listen. Uh, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you can listen uh, audible without any interruptions. And then also, to the Rainbow Connection, uh, I am the new executive director there, and we are having our telethon uh, that we have every year, and we're expecting big things, even though in these tough times, uh, we know the community can always come through. That is March 7th, and starting at 11 a.m. And then also, my, my scholarship fund, also trying to raise uh, money for a Dover student uh, in these hard times to, to get some help uh, for them to attend college. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to me, Casa. Make yourself at home. Do your do. Welcome to my pad. This your lab. Go create your move. Welcome to 99 Miles Per Hour Podcast with me, your host, Percy Garner. I got a special guest today. Y'all don't even know. This is, you know, we go back, well, sort of, college. Uh, I met this dude at college. Uh, we played college football together. Dude, like, the relationship we got uh, just from those four years has been crazy. Uh, obviously, he was a little bit better at football than I was. Uh, let him tell it. And uh, and unfortunately, he's from Michigan, but we don't hold that against him. But like to get him on the show means a lot. Everybody welcome Brandon Carnegie. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. I was kind of wondering why it was taking you so long to have me on the show, man. I was feeling hurt. <laughs> you know, I just get caught up with different guests, you know, and uh, during this whole Ohio State Michigan debacle, I didn't want to have you on, you know, with Michigan quitting and stuff. No, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> it's been rough. It's been rough. Uh, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah. right now, it's a tough, tough period for yeah. them. It's yeah. all good. I mean, who do you support, Michigan State I'll, or Michigan? Uh, Michigan, Michigan okay, all okay. day. When I was five, I first moved here. That was like one of the first things on the playground. You got to figure out which which side you're on. So <laughs> I like blue, and that was that was it. Nice, so. nice. But your wife, Megan, who does she support? Yeah, she went to Michigan State, but <laughs> quietly she she cheers to the Wolverine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, Brandon, I had you on here just because obviously I want to talk about our relationship and, you know, what we've gone through um, together and just before we met each other and how we yeah. resemble there and then also talk about our relationship and playing football together, but then – you know, your business sense and your work ethic, because I've always looked up to that, uh, looked up to you for that because it was kind of crazy. I remember we were so close and then you just went dark towards the end of our, uh, college career. You just were always studying and working on music. I don't know if I'm allowed to put that out there, but you was working on music and all this stuff. And I was just like, this dude is out of, like, you went dark like LeBron in the playoffs, <laughs> but, um, let's just start, you know, with, you know, I guess current events and where you're at right now and, and, yeah. and just what you're doing. Yeah, so currently I work for uh, CBRE, commercial real estate firm. And none of my views are, are for them. I'll just put that out there. You know, <laughs> media things. But, but yeah, I've been with the company, uh, let's see, for about eight years. I started in research 
So it's kind of the best route um, for me. And I encourage anyone that's looking into real estate or really any career, if there's a entry level position where you kind of learn the core function, I think it's important. Um, with what I do now, you know, it's commission based and it's a very long trajectory. And the people in our company that are doing the best have been doing it for, you know, 25, 30 years. So in terms of, you know, transactions, I'm in year uh, six. So I really, I'm kind of just in the first quarter, you know, of the career. And I tie everything to sports. So, you know, just kind of getting through the first quarter, starting the second quarter right now of my career and um, looking to just really grow. I spent a lot of time this year just self-reflecting. Um, it's been kind of crazy, obviously, with whether it's, you know, anything political or, or race related. Uh, there's been a lot of changes that we've seen this year in the country. And uh, for now, as we wrap up this year, just trying to really reset, reflect, and then uh, just put plans into motion to have a successful, you know, 2021 and uh, beyond. That's crazy. The the first quarter is eight years. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a long time. No, but uh, you sell yourself short, you know. This brand has done tremendous work. And, I mean, we talk all the time, you yeah. know, even more than I talk with my, my own family. You know, I guess I got to admit. but Because, <laughs> uh, you know, we always are, have that little vent session we have with each other when stuff's, you know, not going. If Chris or Megan's, you know, acting out of control. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but uh but i guess uh i mean you hit the the george floyd and all that stuff but how has covid has that affected you know what you've been doing day-to-day -day basis on the commercial real estate or has it really had a, a big impact or no yeah it's definitely had an impact um you know heading into by june it would have been my my best year you know revenue wise uh, I previously when I first started actually doing transactions which was in 2014 I uh, was working with another individual in our office and then started out for my own in uh, February 2019 um, so for me it, it's, it wasn't necessarily starting over but I was going out to the market on my own for the first time so that in itself was just a, a new thing and a new hurdle uh, but yeah I mean there's a lot of uncertainty with with COVID I primarily work with you know, companies looking for office space. So as you know, a lot of companies are shut down right now uh, and just don't know, you know, what their plans are going to be going forward. Uh, thankfully, I do have a part of my business as well that's industrial related. So I uh, was able to kind of backfill and do some transactions in that space. But yeah, it's been tough. Um, you know, retail has been very tough, as you know, just local businesses and things. Um, you know, people can't go out. So it's uh, it's been tough for a lot of those sectors. But to me, I'm kind of just looked at it as a, as a way to kind of refine everything that I'm doing just try to be more efficient um, you can always get better mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of times you know you can sit there focusing on what's not happening well I just tried to put my energy into you know things that I could control at this point in time and then uh, you know hopefully all the things that I did kind of this quote-unquote down period hoping that they will really benefit me as these things start to pick up and, and kind of move forward and you said something real key right there. I'm going to have to clip that and put it on the YouTube page letter. Shut up, Josh. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but just being like focusing on things you can control. I know that derailed me in baseball, always thinking, okay, you know, general manager's here. I got to do this. And, and yeah. you know, oh, well, so-and-so is not playing that well. I should be moving up and all that stuff. And and in yeah. the real world, I'm pretty sure you can relate as well Is oh, I'm, I'm selling more than so-and-so. Why is he getting these opportunities? But you can't control you know, who yeah. gets promoted and all that. You just got to do what you got to do. And yeah. 
that's that'll be that's a big piece of information that a lot of people in the real world it's tough it's tough but you know it's yeah. it's key you got to do it you can't you can't cuz you're going to get down on yourself and you know you it you can lead to a lot of negative energy if you're you're worried about stuff you can't control so i'm i'm really glad you said that <laughs> yeah. and to expand a little more i mean you know our the company i work for it's a you know the largest firm and you know we get a lot of inbound business and a lot of times you just see people well, how did such and such get that well again however it happened it happened so yeah. but if you've got your deals it's just taking away energy from things that you could be getting done right now and positioning yourself for you know those future deals to come in whatever the criteria is right you're not controlling it so <laughs> again all you can do is keep doing well with what you have in front of you um and you know that time you're sitting worried about what the other person has you could have made a couple more calls and drummed up more business on your own so you know, I, I think um, I think there's going to be a shift in the business. I just think the younger um, individuals in the profession, kind of like myself, I think it's just kind of a different mentality. And I think no matter what business sector you look at, it's kind of like, all right, the people above you, however they were treated or brought into the business, that's kind of their way of, of thinking. Uh, and I think as each generation goes by, there's a different path. I was just watching – uh, ESPN, they were talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, he's dancing before the games, and they're saying he's not focused, but in reality, these new kids, they're on social media all the time. It doesn't mean they're not focused. That's just how they express and do their, you know, do things. So um, I think there's going to be a cultural shift in terms of just technology and, and other things like all sectors in general. I agree. I mean, just a quick, you know, insert. I mean, if you watch The Last Dance, Michael Jordan said, if I had to play in today, it, I would not have survived with all this this media attention and stuff like that. You know, I yeah. want to be he wanted to be a private person to live his life and then, you know, control what's in front of, um, you know, what's on the. Oh, you went away there for a second. OK. <laughs> and just control yeah. what's, you know, what he can control, like we just talked about. Uh, yeah. So you couldn't do anything, you know, the way it is now. So, you know, he's just glad he probably he got to play in the 90s. But it, yeah. it's, it's a different time. Um, and I, I'm trying to get better at the social media thing as I try to steer Rainbow Connection uh, and get their brand awareness higher in the social media <laughs> aspect because, you know, for yeah. the Rainbow Connection moving forward, I got to tap into that crowd, you know, because the, the the backbone of the Rainbow Connection, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to say, but they're getting older. So <laughs> yeah. I need to interest their, their kids and their grandkids uh, to keep, yeah. you know, Rainbow Connection going in the community. But um, Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of like Blockbuster, right? I yeah. Problem whatever go out of business but but netflix and i i could have sworn someone told me a story where maybe they had an opportunity to partner with maybe buy them maybe we talked about that but it's just crazy it's like things are always going to change and you've got to be preparing for the way things are going so you're positioned to be successful otherwise you know you're just going to be uh irrelevant it's just comes down to that's funny you use that and i got one more analogy on that michael jordan and adidas michael jordan wanted to go to adidas he yeah. knew people there, and he was going to sign. But Adidas said, "You know, we don't think, uh, you know, that that's best for our business to sign an athlete and you know do the whole signature thing." And we we see how that went. Um, <laughs> big big mistake. Yeah, big mistake. Um, Jordan's still making money off shoes. Uh, speaking of that, I got some Jordans on right now, but my my Christmas versions. <laughs> but uh, now, obviously, we we touched on some business stuff, but you know. Whenever we meet people and we talk about how we met, 
I feel like I'm always dominating the story. And I'm like, yeah, this is how it happened. This is how it happened. I want to give you this chance to to explain your version of the Percy Garner, Brandon Carnegie, you know, our, our greeting and how we met uh, at orientation right. at Ball State in 2007. <laughs> yeah, okay, crazy. Um, yeah, so we're uh, – so you get to campus and, you know, we're going through uh, camp stuff. But at some point, everyone's got to go, you know, do orientation. And it's all just kind of random selection. It's just based on the day. So, you know, I get there and I see this dude in front of me. You know, he's got on Jordans, you know, pretty, I don't, I don't know if I'll call it a tall tee, but a longer, <laughs> <laughs> you know, tall, tall tees from Foot Locker, you know, those were kind of, um, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at this dude, he's pretty big. I'm like, ah, he's, he's got to be on the team. He's just bigger than a normal person and, you know, just kind of, fitting the mold but uh i'm looking at this dude and i'm thinking i'm like yo he's gotta be a D end or a linebacker because this dude has some big shoulders you just kind of know you just kind of see people <laughs> and uh so <laughs> we start we start talking and uh he's like guess what position i'm playing he's like quarterback i was like quarterback <laughs> biggest quarterback i've ever seen <laughs> Uh, you know, and that's coming from my high school. We had, you know, a bunch of skilled players. Everyone was pretty small. So just the thought of someone being his size in a QB just didn't even <laughs> not work at all. But, uh, yeah, you know, we, we got to talking in line. And it was just – I thought he was an athlete, so we write automatic comfort level in terms of just, you know, speaking to someone and being there. And then turns out we end up being in the same group. So, dude, I hadn't met, never had any conversations with before – um, you know, we end up being in the same group and, you know, we, we chopped it up pretty much that whole time. And then we get to a point where the leader, all right, we're going to do an activity. Uh, so like, all right, cool. You know, Ball State pride, whatever. And, um, we sit down and the game is, it's two truths and a lie. So purse goes first. And, uh, I think he said like my, Uncle was an NFL player. You know, my cousin's a famous rapper, and my girlfriend is white. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't guess. And at this point, we still don't really know much about each other. So you know, this is us finding out, you know, information about each other. And uh, someone, I think, I can't remember. It was a you girl, definitely. I think. Did they ask you? They said your girlfriend wasn't white. Yeah, wasn't white. <laughs> I believe that was you know, that being actually truthful. I think yeah. the music part of it was yeah, was the lie. Not, so it was funny. So then, right there, I'm like, man, this dude, you know, we got some things in common because I, I also, you know, had uh, my girlfriend was white, and not my wife. Oh, your wife, yep. Yeah, same, same with the person. Now his wife as well. So, um, just was just was crazy, and then. I'm sure we'll dive into it, but just a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. um, you know, in terms of our parents passing at a young age. And it's just sometimes you meet people, you just automatically gravitate. I think that's what we have. We just kind of clicked mm-hmm. right away and just kind of became best friends, you know. Yeah. After. And we can dive into that more. I just want to give you a chance to hop back in. Here. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, it, it is funny, though, about, you know, uh, how we met and everything. And that was great. It was a great time, and we just had the chemistry. And, yeah. uh you know, from there it was history. We just, we kind of just always hung out and just been close. You know, I was in your wedding, um, 
You came to my wedding, right? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy because my wedding was small. Yes, yeah, so I made the cut. I was very... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, everyone who didn't get invited to my wedding. But, um, but yeah, I've only had that with one other person. And uh, that was my friend Harold Martinez. We met in 2011, and I was in his wedding in 2012. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but no, man, that re- I appreciate the the relationship we've had, and you've helped me through a lot of things. And I guess we can we can. I was going to get in some of your interests, like in your hobbies, after we can get down to that after. Um, but since we're here, you know, my dad passed in 2003 with cancer, and and when I met you, and I think you're one, of, you're the only person that has been with their. Um, their wife longer than me that I know, and I think what you and Megan eighth grade or something like that, or freshman. Uh, we well, we met we met in eighth grade. Uh, started dating sophomore year. Gotcha. So you said, um, you might not be as um as long as I thought. I thought you guys got together eighth grade, but you said, you yeah, said no, you we, got we together first, in sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe we're about the about the same. Yeah, I think the, well, ours was I want to say summer before junior year. Okay. So you got us, you got us, you still got us, but not by as much as I thought. So that's good. <laughs> um, but just um, just talk about you know the situation. Go into more detail because I still think there's some details that I don't know about. You know your relationship with your mom and you know what kind of person she was and stuff like that. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, I mean, today is actually uh, the anniversary of when she passed. No uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's kind of. Um, it's almost so next year will be twenty years. So it's kind of, it's kind of crazy when I sit back and think like how many things have happened, um, you know, since that time. Just the conversations you can't have because it's like when you're a parent, um, you know, you have a different conversation with a kid versus when it's, it's with you know an adult. Yeah, uh, like the conversations I have with my dad now are just way different. And I think when you're going through just these monumental things in your life, just to have that um, conversation, you yeah. know, with that, and it's got just, my eye uh, on it, man. <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> you know, so yeah. um, I, I think that's been the toughest thing. You know, my my memories of my mom; she was always. Uh, very big on education. Um, she came from very, very humble beginnings. Um, like a lot of people that look like us, you know, didn't really have the, the mom was there. Dad wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, wasn't really around. Her dad was never really around in our lives. And I don't, you know, I don't fault anyone. I mean, it, the, the situation was what it was, but, um, I, I think from her, she just didn't want to be in the situation she grew up in and wanted to use school as a vehicle. So for us growing up, man, we, we couldn't go outside until we had those math books done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, we couldn't do it. So if you think about that foundation, like you were saying earlier, like senior year when I was locked in, like that was why it was like the foundation I had for my mom. And I always use that mentality when I was in school too. And I always tell like younger people if they're playing sports and even if you're not right, you don't have as much time. I'm like, what do you do when you have three hours, like three hour rule? I was like, I would, you know, study and do what I needed for half that time. And then the other half, I'd be playing video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I never missed doing anything Yeah. With, with anyone, never missed like going out with you guys or going oh, to no, parties. Yeah, yeah. It's just when I had some downtime, I always got stuff done. 
and then it just it didn't matter however long we were doing anything else or so. how loud we were being at the rest of the house <laughs> <laughs> you close that door just in, in that in that zone <laughs> yeah. so um yeah man i mean i i take that i always even now just think about uh you know some of the things that i professionally just trying to do better my dad's phenomenal but yeah. still just having um a uh a mom and a dad's perspective. I think there's just going to be different things that you can pull. And it's just always best to be able to have both of those in the equation. If you can, whether they're together or not, for, mm -hmm. forget they're even in the equation, but just two people that, you know, have, have your best interest in, um, you know, just trying to help you navigate life, man. Cause it's tough. I mean, even like my, one of my cousins, oh, she always, Oh, he always got it together. Like nobody has it all together. No. <laughs> this exception ever. It's yeah. like on paper, what you see on social media or whatever, you know, it, it may look great. But, I mean, this year in particular was, was very tough. Um, I think this year my wife had never seen, like, certain emotions, like when George Floyd mm -hmm. happened. Um, you know, I, I think there, there are always dynamics of being in a, you know, mixed relationship. There's certain things that are understood, but there's still certain things that aren't, like, driven home. And I think this happening like stuff was like driven home um and even just brought up you know instances in my past where you know race had come up and been a thing um and i had actually shared on facebook which i don't really post that much people that know me so if i am posting, yeah i've never seen you post anything to be honest yeah i mean it's it's normally you know i don't like to say important but i i guess we can put it in that framework but um yeah a lot of people i grew up with man they it's almost like there was there's two two versions of, of black people. There's like there was me and then there was like any other person, like people in my family like down south that don't have as much weren't as fortunate as like my brother and I. Mm -hmm. But like, oh, we're all the same. At the end of the day, there's levels of, you know, wealth and education and in, in every single race. Um, but I kind of felt like a lot of the people that are in my circle they just don't have enough exposure, man. It's what it comes down to. And when I shared this story, um, I got a ton of reactions. I got calls and texts from people I don't even really know. Like, they got my number from someone that knows me to reach out and just say, like, hey, just, wow, didn't know. <laughs> um, hearing this from your perspective, um, it just really kind of hit home more with me uh, in terms of just me looking at well, what am I doing in society, even though I might not be doing something negative, but I know for a fact, like a lot of my white friends are in circles where people are saying stuff. Yeah. Like, are you standing up and like stopping it right there or, or not? Like, <laughs> I mean, not to cut you off, but it's sort of like, like I was reading this book uh, right after I got drafted and it was yeah. called, um, I kissed dating goodbye. And it was, it was an exercise to make the way you look at women different. Yeah. So he didn't want to look, you know, most men look at women and they just, it's just you know how god made us that's our excuse but <laughs> but this like kind of retrain your mind and there was a part in the book that really hit like hit home and i felt you know so you know convicted about it because i know i've been in tons of those opportunities you see a, a, a female or a woman and someone that you're with says something 
that they shouldn't be saying, not necessarily out loud, but to us, and it's disrespect, and you don't step up and say, like, dude, chill out, man, that's somebody's mom, or that's somebody's sister, like, relax, you want a dude saying something about your sister like that, you know, you kind of just let it go, it's the same thing, when the when they're in their circles, it's kind of uncomfortable, they don't want to, a lot of people like me, I don't like confrontation, so yeah. they probably don't want to say, hey, dude, don't say that, you know, but it's something you got to do, you, you know. Yeah, no, no, I I agree, and I can't tell you like, <laughs> just even situations at work, man. It's like someone will be talking to you, and they, I'm I'm listening to what they're saying and the path they're going down. It's almost like they forget that I'm black. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, we, let's let's <laughs> let's wind that back. It's yes. not like ask because you know me. It's just every person you meet, you should treat the same way. Now, if they give you a reason to think you know, otherwise about them. Okay. That's fine. But just because I've had some interactions with people, um, uh, that have been, you know, racial in nature, I don't walk around thinking that every person yeah. is my, my wife is white, like yes. family is, but, um, I, I think really what it comes down to, man, is exposure. The me going down South, like my family down there is a completely different dynamic than what was in Michigan. And like, where we lived every day and just having that understanding a lot of the people in my school you know it's like just the the basic stuff um like like just having a home like not having to worry about that yeah or food in the pantry or like everyone's got a car everyone's talking about like going on a spring break trip and when i'm down south in georgia like that's just not the case so we we had the full scale and i think that's why when I meet people, I can typically get along with anyone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You could have uh, been in meetings with billionaires down to someone that's literally has no job, but it's just you're placing the same value on them. There is no different value. They may not have as much as you or have the same education level, but that doesn't make them like less of a person. And this billionaire is not more of a person. They may think they are, but yeah. it doesn't, I don't care about that. Are you a good person or not? That's the only thing I'm judging people on in, in, in terms of their value. You could have no money and you're a great person, and that's more valuable to me than a billionaire that's just, you know, a, a rude individual or whatever it may be. So Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great point. I'm definitely clipping that, too. That was, <laughs> that was well said. And, I mean, it's just something that we have to be aware of. It's, uh, it's just – that's all it is. And I think it's exposure for everyone. Um, yeah. For white people to be exposed to more black people can breed, you know – Cause they look at me like, Oh, well, you're, you know, you're Percy, you're not really that black or something. That's something I had mentioned on, uh, you know, an older episode with Micah and it's just something like I am black. I'm not black because I, I speak well and I'm educated, you know, I'm not, that shouldn't be a, a lane that, okay, black people, they, they can't speak well and they aren't educated. That's not how it goes. <laughs> but, um, I mean, and you fit that build, you face pretty much the same thing that I've, uh, faced in, in my life. And, um, yeah, I, I wanted to get into football and stuff and talk about that, you know, and and your yeah. petite calves. <laughs> That's my nickname for him in my phone. <laughs> his calves really aren't that small, but yeah, I got to pick out something because uh, his arms are bigger than mine and all that stuff. Uh, do you want to tell him who won uh, the? Uh, no, I'm joking. I ain't gonna put you. <laughs> we we did look. We used to do these. Uh, so our our. Uh, what is it? Our strength coach, who's now the New York Giants strength coach, used to put us through these competitions at the end of our, huh? At IU now. He's at IU? Yeah, Wellman's at IU. Yeah. Okay. I stand corrected. 
Aaron Wilman, who used to be Ball State and New York Giants, is now at uh, Indiana University. Maybe why that's do- why they're doing so well. But you know, he was a guy super intense, and um, he you know he always got the best out of us. But he would always make us do these finishers, and a lot of times it was good when we did the competitions. But Brandon, it's obvious if you spend any time in the weight room. Brandon can push more weight than me and all that, except with the legs. And, uh, <laughs> but of course, everyone knew that me and Brandon were like, you know, brothers. So, you know, they would look for, to, they always wanted to put me against my friends. And they put me against Brandon. And uh, I was like, oh, crap, I cannot lose because this man is going to be. But they, luckily, they gave us a, a exercise that, you know, body weight could beat strength. <laughs> so I ended up coming on top. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, was so it the t- it was the rope thing, right? Well, no, it was the essentially it's tug of war. But oh, we did the yeah. Fisher Price like tug of war thing. Yeah, it's like on the classic. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So both people are pulling, and you know you've got basically uh, I don't know maybe we had cones behind us, but you had to get the person to yeah. that other side. And what were you like 180, 185 pounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like two twenty five. <laughs> So, you know, you know how it goes. And then when NCAA football game came out, you know, I had the higher strength rating and Brandon was a little salty about it because <laughs> he could lift 225 way more than I could. <laughs> These are the discussions we have on campuses. What happened? 17 times. 17. Dang. One time now. Yeah, I don't know if I can get it up at all right now. <laughs> well, actually, pause. <laughs> talking about weights. Talking about weights. <laughs> I got two children. Anyways, <laughs> next time. So I do want to. I don't want to cut it short because I'm having a great time. But we got to get you back on this episode. We're gonna talk more about football and talk more about your future career goals and you know how you want to get involved because I know you're on some boards in your community and we can get more into that when you come look at my new crib uh, in February, hopefully. Definitely. Yeah. So and just to just to touch on a couple more people that we're gonna be having on the episode here shortly. We're going to be having uh, Cassie Elvin from the uh, Starlight, and we're going to be having Chris Lane, you know, owns all the Wendy's around this world. And uh, <laughs> um, we're also going to be having J.J. Borowski from uh, Community Mental Health. And uh, I'm just looking forward to a lot of the episodes we're going to have coming up. Um, but again, make sure you leave a five-star rating on the um, Apple Podcast app. We love it. We'll read them, and I won't take as much time as I did last time. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, click the bell, so you can be uh, notified every time I come uh, with a new video. Um, Thank everybody for tuning in. Brandon, thank you again for coming. And uh, we got to cut this short because we got the Browns podcast coming in. (laughs) The Browns. (laughs) But, uh, But, no, I appreciate it. Love all everybody, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.